This evening we celebrate the solemnity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God. This title, Mother of God, being given to Mary very early on in Christianity, in the very first centuries. And although this title was given to her really from the beginning, there were many heresies which developed over the first centuries of Christianity which questioned this. Many of these heresies were similar to others which questioned the divinity and or the humanity of Christ. Many of these heresies said that that Jesus was fully divine, but not fully human, or vice versa. He was fully human, but not fully divine, maybe a, a half God. Other heresies would say that the natures of the divinity and the humanity of Jesus could be separated. Some of the heresies which went against the, the truth, that Mary is indeed the mother of God, some of these heresies said that Mary was the mother of Jesus, the man, but not Jesus, the God. And this was problematic for several reasons. First of all, it contradicts scripture. And second of all, it, it tries to divide Jesus, which you can't do. And so this built up until the Council of Ephesus in the 5th century, in which the bishops of the church gathered to define exactly who Mary is. And they summarized it in one word, Theotokos, Greek for God-bearer. She bears God. Theotokos. She is the mother of God. And the church has celebrated this ever since. I think that this has great relevance and importance for our spiritual life today. Because Mary, being the mother of God, the mother of Christ, she is also our mother. Because in John chapter 19, during the passion of our Lord, as he's hanging on the cross, Mary is at the foot of the cross with John the Evangelist, the youngest of the apostles. Didn't our Lord give Mary to the apostle John? And didn't our Lord give the Apostle John to Mary? And in doing that, John the Evangelist was representing the entire church. He was representing all of us when he says, Son, behold your mother. He's saying that to us. Behold your mother. And if we are brothers and sisters in Christ, which we became in our baptism, then Mary is our mother as well. Mother who loves us dearly. 
a mother who intercedes for us, a mother who, who shows us what to do through her virtue and her example in the scriptures. And tonight, we have a very beautiful insight into our spiritual mother in heaven. The Gospels from the beginning, towards the beginning of the second chapter of St. Luke, as I've mentioned several times before, whenever we hear from the Gospel of Luke, we need to pay special attention to the details. Because Luke knew Greek better than any of the other three evangelists who wrote the Gospels. He's very familiar with Greek. And because of that, plus he was a physician by trade, so he's very educated, most educated of all the, uh, the evangelists. But he wrote in, in incredible detail in his gospel. In the fullness of the gospel of St. Luke, it comes out in the details. And there's a very important detail this evening, which once again gives us a very beautiful insight of our spiritual mother in heaven. So a lot has happened. The archangel Gabriel came to Mary said, you will conceive and bear the Son of God if you say yes, if you give your fiat. She says yes. There's going to be a divorce. Then the angel intervenes in a dream. Uh, Mary, who's very pregnant at the time, goes to, uh, she and Joseph, they have to travel to Bethlehem, which is a, a treacherous seven-day journey from Galilee region. They finally get there. They're tired. They're exhausted. Mary's about ready to give birth. There's no room for them at the end. They have to find a stable or a cave, a manger to give birth to the Son of God. And then the shepherds come, speaking about visions of angels. The Magi are on their way. All these things have been happening. And I think that at this point in the gospel, I think, this is my personal opinion, I think this is the first time Mary's been able to really relax and to be at ease and to truly appreciate and understand what's just happened. The details in the Gospel of Luke right here. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. She kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. As she's holding the Christ child, and if you've ever seen a mother hold her infant child, as that mother gazes into the eyes of her infant, of her baby, unspeakable love, that unconditional love that that mother has for that child. It's one of the most beautiful mysteries of the universe. What is that mother thinking? What is that mother feeling? It can only be conveyed by the gaze she has on her child. That's what Mary's doing in the gospel this evening. She kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. I think it's providential we hear this at the, on January 1st, the first day of a brand new calendar year for us as we wrap up 2023, it's a time for us to, to look back 
at these ways in which God has blessed you and I, especially through the sacraments of Holy Mother Church, and to reflect on these things in our hearts. And Mary giving us an example of what we need to do in order to enter into the new year. To reflect on these things which God is going to do with you, for you and I in this new year, 2024. The many ways in which God will bless you and I show us his incredible, unconditional, infinite love and mercy, especially in the sacraments of the church. Truly a time for us to reflect to hold these things in our heart, the, the many ways which God has blessed us, and to place our trust in him for this coming year. Mary has given us a wonderful example, a wonderful example of how to sincerely appreciate and receive the blessings which God has given to us. We, too, are to keep all these things and reflect on them in our heart. Mary, Mother of God, pray for us.